and welcome to this week's episode of Analyze This, the self-help podcast that just can't help itself. I am one of two Hannahs, Hannah Hart. And I'm Hannah Kelb. And today we are going to be talking about the ancient philosophy, the ancient life philosophy of Stoicism. What does it mean? And is it any good? Uh, what? What it it? What it it? <laughs> and do we? Question mark. Enjoy. Hello, my buddy. Hello, my buddy. Hi. I'm so happy to see your face, although I am so heartbroken. <laughs> I'm happy to see your face and also curious about your heartbreak, but I'm very happy to see your face because you are wearing a fabulous orange uh, short sleeve flowy button down with pineapples all over it. And I think that might be my favorite shirt I've ever seen. <laughs> I love oh, it so you, much. My friend. You I know, love large pattern fruit. And I love a good pineapple. You know, um, I have a pineapple shaped lamp and a replica of SpongeBob's house that I sleep with every night. <laughs> you don't say. You don't say. The pineapple yeah. that's under the sea? Yeah. Yeah, huh. I kind of feel like I would be a pineapple if I was a fruit. Oh, yeah. Spiky and sweet, right? <laughs> That's right. Spiky and also if you eat too much, makes your mouth kind of on fire. Yeah. No, wait, that well, was weird. Um, yeah, wait a minute. That sounds like an allergy, actually, my friend. Uh, what? <laughs> oh, gosh, really? When you Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Uh, Everybody in the whole world, if you eat a ton of pineapple, does your mouth feel like just like kind of overcome with pineapple-iness? I mean, not like it's on fire, but like incredibly tanginess? I don't know. You know, couldn't tell you. I'm kind of allergic. (laughs) Well, I'll have to look into that. Oh, but let me. Yeah, let me tell tell me about your. Speak to me of heartbreak. Gosh. Well, apparently. We just live in a world designed for one type of person. And I went out today, April 5th, (laughs) today's April 5th, (laughs) to find a calendar uh, slash a planner. Right. Because uh, as as per last week's episode, in case you missed it, or week's past episode, wherein Hannah told us of her incredible desire for a planner and finding the perfect planner, the hunter green, soft, pliable, foldy, good, just really good planner with the weekly and the this and the that. Mm -hmm. However, it arrived from the manufacturer completely blank, which is a terrible, unheard of. I should tweet Moleskin, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I went to, I went to the local art supply store. I went to Barnes and Noble. I talked I was like, after wandering around, I was like, oh, excuse me, do you guys have the calendars? <laughs> They're both like, no, we kind of get rid of those like in March. And then I was like, oh, okay. Well, they get rid of cal- but, but they don't have planners either? No, they didn't have any planners. Not even like half off planners. I mean, it's That's only so the beginning of April. They're still also, like. like <laughs> what? I, I honestly, when I think of planners, I don't think of them as like. Like yearly like, things, a yearly thing. Yeah. I think as like whatever. Like you get a planner, like that maybe one. You... What that month part in the back that's printed all small. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what if you're like, oh hey, you know what? I'm starting a new life and it's October and I want a planner. 
for like the remainder yeah. of this year. Like well, who's yeah. to be? Why are you judged so harshly? <laughs> I, I can't even believe it. I can't believe it. And yeah. I also can't believe that like uh, the planners, like my favorite planner is blank where you get to write like the mar- month and day at the top because sometimes, well, for me personally, I pick something up, don't touch it for like, I don't know, two weeks. Then I pick it up again and add the date. That's why. Yeah. But wow. Wow, Hannah. <gasps> so did you find anything? Uh, no. On your venture? I found nothing. I, what's so horrible is I did find a big... So Barnes & Noble had like a bunch of moleskin just journals, but no planners. They were so, oh. you know... Uh, wow. You know you what? Didn't find, I'll you, bet you didn't, I shot two... I bet I went to... I bet if I went to like Target, they probably have them, right? I don't They're know. like, we don't get rid of things by my I don't time. know what... I don't know what to believe anymore, dude. <laughs> Right. Okay, but Gelby, I'm going to ask you this again. You didn't find anything at all? Good point, my friend. (laughs) 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 Love you so much. Oh my gosh, you guys. I just hope you all have a friend like Hannah Hart in your life. Okay, so I do, I am not completely without calendar nor planner because a while back I did. Speaking of not touching things for a while, I bought this ginormous calendar. Like one page is like, I want to say like 26 by 36. (laughs) It's like so huge. It's huge. It's 26 by 36. It's big. And what is it? It's quite large. It is a calendar that you can tear the pages off. So it's like a desk calendar. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wallpaper part of my wall with the remainder of this year so I can just like see the entire year because I think I my idea is that will help me just be a little more realistic with the limits of my time because Mm. I tend Mm -hmm. to procrastinate on life (laughs) and I'm like oh Mm -hmm. I got time for that it's June you know Mm -hmm. uh normally wouldn't really go that direction but I think reading Reading this book still, 4,000 weeks, has kind of helped me. And honestly, I'm a little bit stuck because I'm afraid. I'm afraid to actually put it up and see the truth. Well, so I mean. But I'm, today is a great day to do it. Today is a great day to do it. I'm going to do it today. I'm going to send you a picture, Hannah Hart. Oh, I can't wait. And I can't wait to see it. I have to say that something I love about our friendship and human beings in general is how we're all so different from each other. Cause like, I think that if I had that in my room, I, well, I couldn't have it in my bedroom, but if I had that, it would really, it would just really psych me out, man. A giant Gosh. ticking, <laughs> like a giant calendar of the weeks. I think cause I, like fight so hard to like be present mm. that for my brain seeing um the compartmentalization of time in our like the way we compartmentalize time for societal purposes uh it really wigs me out mm. you know it wigs me out mm. it wigs me out dude I, you know? I get that you know and who knows that might happen and i might be like oh this was yeah. a terrible mistake <laughs> And I have to move this elsewhere. 
But uh, hey, whatever. The the real exercise is following through an an, an idea and an experiment right. that you have for yourself, man. And I think right, that's a really right, worthwhile right. pursuit. Yeah, and I think for me, it's like I. It's like so funny how for me. I feel like people think oh you sometimes have ADD. limitations really help structure right like, right right right, right? right. Yeah. so sorry sorry for interrupting oh Please, no no continue. I was gonna oh, say uh... <laughs> no problem my friend <laughs> have you heard have you heard the Imprimbergs are coming over dinner oh, decorating their ballroom in the French anything. style uh, <laughs> not very patriotic um, did you see Madame <laughs> Pennyworth is giving a hand in the Austrian way. And oh I do my say, mm, it might be because Mr. Pennyworth is a bit in the Austrian way. <laughs> Shit talking 1710. I don't know. What oh my is, gosh. Yeah, I, 1875. Hope, I hope we get to live that life truly one day. No. Uh, I, yeah. Oh, but what I, what I wanted to say was. I feel like a stereotype of people with ADD is that you forget things all the time. And I'm like, I literally can't forget anything, yeah. but I need a place to put it. So it's like, I know. for example, right now I'm like, oh my God, trip. This, I have this trip coming up. I have a wedding coming up. I have like this, this. They're all like floating in my mind. So to like see them on the calendar all at once, then I can be like, Oh, okay. That's where those things go. Cause like, yes, dude. Yes. Well, but dude, I literally carry a little piece of paper around just so I can write things down just so they can be out of my head. Yeah, I know. ADHD gets a bad rap. People are like, oh, so forgetful. And I'm like, I don't forget. I'm not forgetting. My brain is full to the max. Yeah. So, I'm like, like forgetting. Location- I literally can't do anything until this thing happens today. I can't do any. I'm like, oh, it's at five o'clock. I'm going to sit here and wait for five o'clock because I can't oh, think about man. anything except this yep. one thing that's happening. Can literally Ugh. can't take it out of my brain. And then by the time five o'clock comes, you're so exhausted from anticipating five o'clock that you're just like, well, can't do it. Yeah, you're like, sorry. <laughs> Today's not going to work. <laughs> okay, but uh, we digress. So yes. everybody, this week's on Analyze This, we are going to be talking about the subject of stoicism. Why? Because we mentioned that we might want to talk about it, and Becca made this great outline, and we love Becca, so we're just going to do it. Yes, and in fact, Becca might be a great example of a stoic person. I don't know, though, because I don't yet know what it is, but we will find yeah. out. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So before we take, but we, you know what? Let's get through. Let's do. Let's do Act One: Tenets mm. of Stoicism. But before we get into the tenets of Stoicism, Hannah Gell, what is your definition of "quote unquote" is Stoicism? I guess. I so I, I, my idea of it from just general being alive on the planet. Mm-hmm. not any facts or reading is that it's you're like kind of a jedi <laughs> where like you uh if you're very stoic you are very non-reactive uh mm-hmm. and but uh Here, here's some limitations give me three words non-reactive non-reactive uh Maybe sort of like, oh, kind of withdrawn, not withdrawn, but like in, reserved, like, reserved, like knowing like, well, I can't, I'm only going to try and influence things I can actually control. Perhaps. Maybe pragmatic. Is that the word? Pragmatic. Yeah. Pragmatic. Yeah. 
non-reactive and pragmatic. Do you want a third word? Do you want to throw a third? Th- th- make the third word a color. <laughs> uh, taupe. Yeah, totally taupe, right? Yeah, I see totally that. I totally feel you. Oh, my God. Oh, totally, totally taupe. taupe. Totally taupe. Totally Welcome to this week's Totally Taupe, an, uh, an exploration of stoicism. We're here at Totally Taupe talking about stoicism. Um, Here's mine. I would say... I'm so excited. Uh, lacking... I would say, okay, stoicism. I would say, um, afraid to be vulnerable, mm. uh, arrogant, mm. <laughs> and um, burdened. 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 Yeah, well, man. I don't got a good impression of it. I don't got yeah, a good impression. No, that's I, that's yeah. how I imagine. But like, you know, but like brass tacks of it, I would say that stoicism is what? Is people who like live a very plain lifestyle. They're like drink water and like, you know, not live a lifestyle, but I'm saying it's a very like, there's no honey. There's no liquor. There's no, oh. there's nothing like that kind of like elevations and, oh, um, a, a still pond lacking current and movement and like lack of peaks and valleys i think i guess still pond that's such a good metaphor yeah maybe is it i know we don't know know what it means (laughs) well for what you're talking about yeah and also i realized when i think of it i think of like a rock Mm. just like a rock in liam neeson form because the whole time we've been talking about this i'm just thinking of uh his qui-gon jinn Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Okay. Well, let's get into the outline, <laughs> shall we? Yes. I just really needed okay. to bring Liam Neeson into this. Okay. I know. I know. I understand. <laughs> so, um, according to our outline that we're looking at, there are four yes. tenets of stoicism. And we are going to, be- before we take our first break, we're going to get into one tenet of stoicism after I say the following. <gasps> Stoicism is a philosophy that gained traction in Rome around 75 AD. It attempted to lay out the best practices for maximizing your life and dealing with your impending mortality. Uh, Its effectiveness, like all instructions for living, is debatable. (laughs) Interesting. And if I do remember Gladiator correctly, I believe Marcus Aurelius, played by (laughs) Richard Harris, Mm-hmm. In that amazing film, I believe he was a big proponent of stoicism. I could be totally wrong. The point of this story is I like Richard Harris. Um, <laughs> so this story is I really thought, I mean, I'm surprised. Isn't Gerard Butler in Gladiator? Uh, close. It's um, Russell Crowe. Oh, I think they're the <gasps> same person. You know what yes. I learned recently? What? About stoicism in the first tenet of uh, it? No, the, the Latin word gladius means sword, which is why they're called gladiators. And also gladiolas are shaped like a sword. Okay, I'm going to have to go ahead and look up a gladiola right now to uh, confirm or deny that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I get it because they grow up. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, do I love gladiolas? Mm, uh, no. But yes, I shall. You know what? I will. I, I will read this beautiful sentence here for our first tenet of stoicism. Uh, oh, okay, nope, sorry, we already talked about that. Okay, so this is frightening. Um, uh, I'm num- listening. Number one, visualize your life without the things you love. Wait, 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 wait. 
Sorry, well, I skipped something. And I think I said four tenants, but there's really five. So let me just, to be explicitly clear. Yes. And potentially go into our first break and then come back and start exploring the tenants. Let me say this. Stoicism has been rewritten and condensed and repackaged in lots of different ways over the last couple of millennia. So the list we're looking at, but the list we're looking at today breaks it down into five basic tenets. And we're going to get to that list right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we're back. We're back. Hannah, I'm going to ask you a question. How yes, long do friend. you think it's been? How long has it been since 50, 75 AD? So if we take 2022 and subtract 75, yeah, we get like 1550. It has been 1,947 years. According to this calculator, I'm looking at. Wait, why did I? Oh, you're right. Because the way I was saying it was as if now was the year 1625. <laughs> you know, it's hard to do math. But it's not that long ago. Can you believe that? That doesn't, I don't know. For something, 1900 years you know, almost two. Th- it just doesn't seem like that long ago to me. I don't know why. Well, yeah, doesn't. dude. I mean, the human uh, existence in the universe is a blip. but a blip, but, but a blip. So, why would anyone want to practice stoicism? Well, let's not judge it before we get there. Hannah Gelb, hit me with that first tenet of stoicism. Please, stoicizers. Number one: visualize your life without the things you love. And here is a quote. From someone who I suppose was a stoic person. He robs present ills of their power who has perceived their coming beforehand. I'm going to need you to read that. That's a quote from Seneca. And I'm reading along with it as Hannah Gelb reads it. And I don't understand it. Can you read it one more time? Okay. Yes. He robs present ills of their power who has perceived their coming beforehand. Well, so that to me sounds like... He who knows shitty shit is coming will not be so sad when they do arrive. Negative visualization. Okay, yeah, I see. So it's saying that if you anticipate bad things, mm-hmm. it won't be as powerfully bad an experience when they come. To fully appreciate your blessings, the immaterial and material life uh, alike, imagine your life without them. I mean... I think that for you and I in particular, and potentially for many earbuds listening to this, the reality of impermanence, impermanence, of, of transience, of, of 
you know, the coming and the going of life is not something we live without. So I, I think it's a little bit of a stoic philosophy, to be honest. Like, it must be. Our, it must be, right? You know how I always talk about that mournful grateful? Like, oh, mm. man. Like, I love sitting in my youth, like with Ella. Like yesterday, I was sitting on the deck, and it just it's so, it was so beautiful. And we went on a walk earlier today. And, I mean, it maybe sounds a little grim, maybe sounds a little morbid, but I just love being aware. I'm like, this is my youth. This is my young adulthood. I'm 35. This is like, these are my my years here. And I'm like, I love where I am today. So maybe that's what it means. Yeah, dude. I mean, I think, I don't think that's morbid. I think that's, that's like if we, one of the things in this book I keep talking about is if we were immortal, you wouldn't be able to appreciate that. You'd be like, that's why well, vampires are so grumpy. Oh my God. They're like, oh. Grumpy little hedonists. They're so, they're just, that's why they just, all they do is have sex and drink blood. Cause they're like, fucking so bored. Yeah, for uh, real. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's what gives life its beautiful, savory taste is it's, it doesn't last forever. You know, there's this note that says what things are not missed. The things that are missed are not to be taken for granted. Oh, um, there's this blog I really like called Raptitude. I've probably mentioned it with this writer, David Kane, And I think he wrote about stoicism and his breakdown is imagine that you don't need anything from the present moment or that could have been mindfulness but yeah, like like, but... Si- like sitting and being like what if everything was just as it was and i wasn't and i didn't need to change anything in any way or try to be a different person or have anyone else be a different person Something like oh, that. Oh, oh, I think that's going to be, I think that's coming along in the tenets. So Ooh, okay. that, the first tenet was simply um, visualize your life without the things you love. I suppose that this um, removal visualization, not doing it, this is not an instruction. This is, I think, implying like if you can discern the things you love in your life from the things you don't, that is, then you can have only the things that you love and need. Oh. The next tenant, I think we can move through a little quickly because we talk about it a lot, is memento mori, which uh, I never knew that's what that meant. Memento mori, meditate on death. And I will read the quote this time. Yeah. Let us prepare our minds as if we'd come to the very end of life. Let us postpone nothing. Let us balance life's books each day. The one who puts the finishing touches on their life each day is never short of time. Oh, I love that. Hannah, that reminds me of your giant wall calendar. Dude, that's what this fucking book is talking about. 4,000 weeks. It's like the only way to do the things you want to do is to claim it every day. You have to just fill your time with what you want to do. You can't wait for it to like, you can't wait for the time to happen. You can't nope. wait for permission. You just have to fucking be like, I'm doing this now. Because yeah, that's what I, wonder- I want to do. I feel like this is great because like exactly like exactly you got to move slowly and steadily in the direction of your dreams like a lot of media has told our generation this like rising star this like pop star like this mentality of instant instant recognition instant goal setting instant goal meeting and that is just just patently untrue you know is that moving slowly in the directions of your goals and building the foundation 
building your life piece by piece like a beautiful mosaic mm. and a mosaic that you look at every day you know Indeed. and sometimes you're gonna yeah in Go fact yeah. that's probably why people who become sort of famous overnight often are very miserable mm-hmm. because <laughs> yes. there is no foundation there you know mm. and more than ever i feel this is a very this is very uh poignant because mm-hmm. i oh. Oh. it's hard Anna dropped a pen <laughs> it is hard for me it looked like it fell if it looked like it fell down did it fall down your shirt <laughs> <laughs> no I, I managed to drop it just just yeah oh i did get a little oh thank god it's just lint i was gonna have oh, to tell god. you i got ink on the shirt no. oh phew no it is simply just your regular <laughs> human phew. just a, some skin cells tis uh, but the shedding sorry <laughs> um oh god oh okay so i feel like right now it's easier than ever to be mad at yourself for not being successful because in the space of the last 15 years how many times have we read like well, Joanna just started putting her macrame on Instagram and now she's got a book deal and a blog and uh, Oprah fucking buys her work. Like that seems to happen all the time, which makes it even harder, especially for someone like me who can't is like unemployable. And I'm like, well, there are you could literally just be like, I'm going to blow balloons in a crazy way and then get famous and rich that way. Not that I want to be famous, but like support yourself in that crazy way. You know, what's so sad is that economically speaking uh fame is by no means a precursor of wealth mm. you know because you can once you're a, once you're known it never gets taken away you never become unknown again regardless if you make another penny you know there's no Dude. residual income just for being quote unquote well known you know that's a good point i say that as someone who balances the books of their life every day which i don't know seneca i guess you and me i guess that one i liked i guess that one i liked <laughs> yes balance yes balance the books of your life every day don't go to bed being like now i'm gonna just doom scroll for an hour to revenge procrastinate because my days sucked yeah and i also think that this is really important too in this memento mori kind of section here that's talking about um i just love the way this is put within uh the let us postpone nothing. Let us balance the books of life each day. Uh, the one who puts a finishing touches on their life each day is never short of time. I think that what's really nice about this is that if you were doing, you know, and we use a lot of art metaphors and it's just what readily comes to mind. But when someone is doing, let's say, a large painting or a, a large puzzle, a puzzle. OK, well, we'll say puzzle for people who maybe don't feel that way. You can't do every piece of a puzzle at the same time. You literally can't because sometimes the pieces that need to be in place to put in the next piece um, aren't there yet, I guess, you know? So, so like, yes. right? So and what yes. matters is as long as you're looking at the puzzle each day, you don't have to finish it. You could just be working on one tiny section, you know? Yes. What's the loudest section in your life that needs tending? That's great. Or dude. even a section you love the most and you just want to bask in, you know? You know, I might even put that quote like on my wall because you're right. Like if you claim your life every day, you can't get to the end of your life and be like, oh, my God, I did not live a life true to myself. It's like you did the best you could. You did. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I like to think of 
some days on good days. I think like every piece of art is all one big piece of art because you can't mm. make anything without having had made all the other stuff you already made first, you know? I would like you to write that down and remind yourself of that fact also. Okay, I shall. You can't make, uh, yeah, you can't make what you made now. What do you think? Dude, I think that's brilliant. Hannah, Hannah Gelb, I love that. It's true. You couldn't make the art you're making now without having made the art you made in the past. Mm-hmm. And you can't you go know? back in time. You can't be like, I'm going to do that again because, like, that moment's mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. That moment's gone. Mm-hmm. Unless it lives forever inside your body and is, uh, comes up randomly triggered by your senses. Um, <laughs> then your body gets to relive it over and over again. Exactly. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Number three. We're going to read uh, Tenet number three before getting to, before taking another break. Hannah Gelb, your turn. Okay. I like this one. Set internal goals and detach yourself from outcomes. Some things are within our power while others are not. Within our power are opinion, motivation, desire, aversion, and in a word, whatever is of our own doing. Not within our power are our body, our property, reputation, office, and in a word, whatever is not of our own doing. Epictetus. Epictetus said that. Oh my gosh. Epictetus. And uh, okay, I I have to say, I once asked, so I went to a shaman in San Diego and I went to her seminar and it was about like building your life. And I asked her, what do you do when you have big dreams, but you don't feel like the world cares like i don't know it was something like how do you dream and detach yourself from the outcome yes well no she's that's what she said she said yeah dream big like do all those dreams but don't attach yourself to the results because you don't have control over the results and it's not it's not for your hands to decide man like honestly i had this thought the other day uh actually i had this thought moments earlier about you when we were taking our break while you went to the store to try and find your planner. I thought, I was thinking to myself how proud I was of you trying to get your planner. And I was like, you know, without moving slowly in the direction of your goals, you, you, without, how do I put this? Without the slow, steady encouragement of your own hands in the making of your life, you remove the possibility of serendipity like who knows who you could have met along the way to this store or who knows what what thing you might have seen like when you limit yourself to outcomes alone you remove the power of serendipity and happenstance and like whoa you know that's where like the fates collide like that's the kind of thing that i love yes you know yeah that's all i think for the last this is the last time i'll say this in this episode that's what this book 4,000 Weeks talks oh about. Oh, my God. Because. You know, I'm getting jealous. Hannah, I'm starting to feel literal jealousy of how much you love this book. Dude, I love like, you oh, more. Of course me. I love you more than the book. But but it's like. I don't know that because anymore. I can't, because that's the problem with thinking about. The problem Outcomes. with only linking and doing anything to what is this going to do for me? Because then you'll be like. Because sometimes I'll be like, oh, I want to do a little thing. And then my brain's like, well, what will that result in like some income of some kind? Is that going to make money? Is that going to like take I you to your goals? I struggle with that too. And it's like, I oh, hi, too. I just want to do this. Remember living like life? Yeah. Like not. Oh. Yeah. And I think God, a lot I, of people I really do relate that. to that. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, it's it. And I think it is the production validation mm. lie that we're raised with. Yep. Um, the joyless and... urgency. Yes. God, Hannah. Yes. I did not. So, yeah. <laughs> no, but the, no, but it's true because it's slow down. Slow mm. it down. Slow it down. And that's 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 I think really really beautiful. I, I love this quote. I want to I want to point out something here that came to mind while we were reading it. Um it says some things are within our power while others are not. Within our power are opinion, motivation, desire, aversion, and whatever is in of is of our own during, doing. So what is interesting in choosing saying that these things are within our own doing desire and aversion i believe are within our own responsibility but not manifestation you know what i mean like when you desire something you're not like i choose to desire this mm-hmm. you know you just mm-hmm. desire it when you feel aversion to something mm-hmm. you're not like hmm I choose to find that repugnant. So (laughs) that's not within our own doing. But the way we acknowledge those feelings, that's the part that's within (gasps) our own doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Because you might be like, I want to have sex with people of all genders. And then your brain might try and be like, that's weird. But if you're like, you know what? Cool. Yeah, whatever. Cool. Like, yeah, I'm gonna accept that. That is, uh, that's cool. Yeah. That's, I don't that's... know if I have, if I'm quite, if I'm on the right track or not. <laughs> you are on the right track, Hannah, because that is correct. You know, like mm-hmm. it is that that acknowledging and listening to your core self is the like y- you acknowledge and listen to the way you want to live your life. I couldn't think of a beautiful way to put it. Um, pansexuality flooded my brain, uh, but. <laughs> Now that I uh, we have we have tenants number four and five coming at you fast and loose, and they'll be we'll we'll get to those remaining tenants right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Hannah Gell, thank you so much for that uh, beautiful intro music. I love you. I love your mouth music, baby. Oh, thank you, my friend. I love yeah, making yeah, music yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you want to hit us with, uh, oof, this number four? Oh, bro. Wait, is it my, is it my turn? Um, It's my turn. Oh, it's your turn. Yes. Go for it, my friend. Man, this is hard. This actually makes me, this is even hard to read. Tenant number four. Okay, Whew, here it comes. Oh, it's terrible. This is going to be tough. Here it comes. <laughs> it's two words. Welcome discomfort. Here's the quote from Seneca again. Nature has intermingled pleasure with necessary things, not in order that we should seek pleasure, but in order that the addition, uh, the addition of pleasure may make the indispensable means of existence attractive to our eyes. Um, I have no idea what he's saying. So- <laughs> Should it claim rights of its own? It is luxury. 
Let us therefore resist these faults when they are demanding entrance, because as I have said, it is easier to deny them admittance than to make them depart. Uh, oh my gosh, Hannah Hart, I just thought of a great segment. Sorry. Okay. Well, it's a great segment. Yes. It's where we concoct a quote of our own. Oh, fuck yeah. And Dude, then I we, totally have to know figure out, we have to figure out if we actually are saying anything or if it's just <laughs> word salad. Dude, this, I, this Seneca quote feels word salad for uh, sure. I also think I, like, is this a quote from someone or is this something I just made up? That's <laughs> one episode, yes, all we segments. We could be like, is it? <gasps> we could even be like A, B, or C. Is this Rilke, Nietzsche, Hannah made it up and it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> something I dreamed. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, okay, let's see. Let's, let's fucking break this down. Okay, we studied Japanese. I think we can do this. <laughs> you know, I think I understand... I understand the two words, welcome, discomfort, because in couples therapy, we had to learn this. Mm. Because, for instance, uh, my people manage their time. In, people are in charge of their own time management. Mm-hmm. And as someone who has formed a monogamous partnership with another living mortal, I had to learn how to, as long as the way, I'm going to say, I have a caveat. But let me say the thing I learned, but then listen all the way through because the caveat's important. Um, It is in what is in their power is in their power. And my discomfort is mine. So watching someone manage their time may cause me to feel discomfort. I accept that. I, I, I increase my capacity for discomfort was what I had to learn to do. That being said, the caveat is as long as the way they manage their time is not having a negative outcome on your life. Mm-hmm. You know? Because mm-hmm. I think this idea of welcoming discomfort gets a little too close to doormat, you know, where it's like letting people walk all over you, la, 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 la. And it's like, no, no, no. The, my, it, is, it is something I need to do is extend my, my bandwidth, my breadth for discomfort so that I don't micromanage this person I love who has expressed to me their desire not to micromanage me. However, if it was affecting my life, mm-hmm. then I would have to express back, this is now having a negative impact on me. And right. that's where it be- and that's where you have to keep, you know, that's couple yeah. stuff, you know, or like whatever. Yeah, dude. No, I think that makes a lot of sense because, uh, you know, as you're saying, unless it is negatively impacting your life, Correct. you can't control your partner's brain. Nope. Or actions. Correct. And to try to will surely result in only pain (laughs) yes but in discomfort is something like i have a pretty low tolerance for my own discomfort in my perceived suffering of people i love but if they're Mm. suffering and if they need me they will ask Mm. and it's their responsibility to ask so i have had to um, allow it. Just allow myself to be like, wow, I'm worried. I hope it were. I hope that some so and so goes to the dentist, you know, or whatever. Yeah. It's tricky though. Yeah, yeah. You I know mean, what I mean? That's beautiful, dude. That's like a very like. I almost wish there was a different word we had than discomfort. Like, like I've it would still to... mean discomfort, but it's like because that's like a beautiful. That's like you're making space yeah. for someone, and you're allowing them to tolerance. be as they are. It's the word is tolerance. 
the ah, zone of tolerance. The this zone is of tolerance. this is how we, yes, it's that how much discomfort can you tolerate? You know? Mm. And how to um it, how to widen your zone of tolerance because uh, like a lot of times you can become a little avoidant in attachment or in having relationships with other people because your zone of tolerance is so small. Right. It's so tiny. It's I, so I just tiny. can't even. It's so tiny. <laughs> You know, but wow. yeah, that's a whole thing. We should Dang. the zone of tolerance is also a whole thing we should yeah. explore because that was a really helpful, helpful um, family therapy thing that we learned too. Wow, you know, I just uh, I all I feel like the word tolerance doesn't have the ring of like loving, careness, compassion, kindness that I would like it to. So maybe we could ha- call it like ah, but it is accurate though, man. Smallerance, schmo- smallerance is good or bigger, big, big bi- bi- ballerance. How to ball out. <laughs> Because uh, um, tolerate makes me feel like. Toler- I know, I hate that word too. It sounds like I'll do this, but I don't want to. Like, I'm doing this, but your way is wrong. Like, or something like that. I know that's just the word, and we're getting off track, but that's great, dude. You know? Um, I think tolerance means the time until you hit capacity. Ah. Uh, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know? I think of it like alcohol. Like, my alcohol tolerance became so blurry to me because I I lost my understanding of what my capacity was which is why I am I'm I'm like doing zero percent drinking and honestly it really appeals to my vanity because the like I haven't had to drink in like a month and like my skin is fantastic (laughs) my skin's fantastic my energy levels way higher my emotional regulation way more steady and my muscles are like I mean alcohol really makes you puffy I'm like where's my muscle definition oh there it is (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude I mean to speak truth um alcohol nothing good comes of it really (laughs) I know I know yeah my current my current state is that um, if we go out to dinner or if I were at like if it's a fine, I mean, I'm not going to pass up a fine beverage, but by eliminating drinking at home, that's ah, fucking great. I like it a lot. Oh, yes. See, I, yeah, I don't think, you know, it's not it doesn't have to be like an all or nothing. But yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. Wild. Although I sometimes it. I do remember that alcohol exists and I'm like, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> uh, I, just... I don't buy alcohol for i just don't it's just not a habit i'm in so sometimes i'm Good. like wait i can go and buy some beers and then i'm like yes! know, don't, do it. don't do it dude i did that i did that and it, it's way too easy and it's it is poison and it, doesn't it is help. poison indeed it is poison but gosh but just, just let your vanity keep you from it <laughs> okay. truly You're yeah right. I'm going to uh, allow it but man once oh you get once you get 1.5 beers in then you're like I have no problems. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Yeah, and that, and that right there is a problem. Isn't it? And that right there is a problem. Uh, <laughs> Which leads us, it's a great segue, Gelby. Take yeah. us through to number five. Number five. Oh, vigorously pursue character and virtue. Every day I reduce the number of my vices. That is Seneca. Okay, I don't think I reduce yeah, my whatever. vices every day. Uh, oh, but this is kind of cool. So our notes under this tenant say, a question to regularly ask yourself is, what would my best self do in this situation? And I kind of like that. Mm. You know, if you can, because I think it, even if let's say the question is annoying, just Mm -hmm. asking it is a good way to like take a pause between thing and 
first knee-jerk mm. reaction or mm. <laughs> you true, know what true, i mean true. or what would the per- uh, i would say what would the person that i want to be do in this situation and i and i would yeah there you go there you go what would my best self do in this situation and uh leave room just in case the answer is oh well my best self wouldn't be in this situation mm, and then right, quit your right, job right. end your relationship do whatever it is that your best <laughs> you know but like don't let that stop you right because then sometimes if you're like well what would my best self do in this situation you'd be like ah this wouldn't be the situation if i was my best self and then you're like oh wait a minute <laughs> i just lo- uh dang <laughs> ding dang i just talked myself out of it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> ding dang dong well that's too much anyway wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah whoops whoops it yeah, too. But, but i like this vigorously pursue character and virtue i mean look i was not expecting to find us at the towards the end of our stoicism exploration and find myself so charmed by the tenets of this philosophy but truly um you know i had to make room i was really really scared to and I'm going to bring it back to alcohol again. Mm-hmm. I was really scared to ever like do zero alcohol for a period of time in the same way I'm always on the precipice of becoming a vegetarian. <laughs> because I think that if I stop, if I do zero, I, but I'm a month in now. So I'm like, oh, well, mm-hmm. I'd be someone that's like, oh, wait a minute. That's poison. No, thank you. Wait, so the fear is realizing that there is... Wait, wait, what is the fear exactly? Being like, why why did I ever do that? (laughs) The fear is never... The fear is never drinking again, which is silly, you know? But like, and, you know, everything, blah, blah, blah. But no, really, sometimes I don't make... Not sometimes. This is too broad a statement. With this specific, specific thing... Actually, also with the food elimination thing to figure, I was like, well, if I ever do an elimination diet, what if, you know, I'm, I mean, chances are I might find out that I uh, can't eat a lot of different stuff. Lo and behold, that's what happened. And then, so with alcohol, I was like, well, if I stop drinking for an extended period of time, I might, you know, just like really not ever really care about drinking anymore. And that would be undesirable. It would be different. It would and be sometimes. Different different brings discomfort it is you know? uh, it's true my friend it is true you know luna whoa oh i thought that was a rooster you, it's not a rooster <laughs> it's a puppy wanting to chase a squirrel letting oh me know gosh. that there is a squirrel outside the window luna okay my tolerance for her that let's wrap this up let's wrap this up so what hannah gelb hot take on stoicism well uh i gotta say there are parts of this that i think are very helpful like of course i think like having goals having dreams remembering in fact we will not live forever because if i can say this i think a large chunk of our current culture wants you to think that you literally will not die (laughs) um if you like buy the right stuff eat the right stuff take the right shots and the right pills also don't ever think about death buy a new car um (laughs) Uh, oh, and also the fact that we just don't ever see age or dying. Like, have you seen an old person lately? Like, <laughs> have you ever been I don't like? Know. I yeah, I think that I am. I am very surprised. We went into this with a lot of like right energy, but right now I'm like, oh yeah, no, I think that those. I think that 
I think that's not so bad. Yeah. Oh, and this is yeah. a little note from our uh, Tenant 5, That's uh, that which was vigorously pursue character and virtue, which I really like because it's just very energetic. It's like vigorously, yeah. you know, with vigor. But one of the notes was, what good shall I do this day? And I think that's, I really like that too because I can, I feel like, when I'm very stuck in my head and getting bogged down with all these thoughts, I'm like so self-obsessed, you know? And if I'm mm. like, you know, what's something nice I can do for someone mm. else? That really like takes a lot of the pressure off. Oh God, that is so you true. Know? Which That's I imagine so is true. also a reason people have kids. Cause you're like, oh wow, I don't have to think about <laughs> myself at all. Ooh, ain't that just the way? Hey, habidi, habidi. Well, listen, earbuds. Uh, what do you think about stoicism? What are your thoughts? Which of the tenets did you enjoy? Do you have further things you'd like to discuss? Please let us know. Do you, you in fact wanna... have a PhD in stoicism and would like to <laughs> perhaps correct us? And you would like to shake it in our general direction? Go for it. <laughs> but either way, uh, this has been another fantastic episode of Analyze This our weekly podcast that is delightful and absolutely great. Hannah Gelb, if people so desire, where can they find more of you or us or time to spend together? Well, they can find more podcasty things on Twitter at Pod. We also have an Instagram uh, at Pod, And I just did a very cute story today of Fiona. Um, and yes, yeah, so... <laughs> You can explore both of those wonderful worlds for more yes. Hanalize-y content. And you can also join our Patreon at patreon.com slash this and get access to our exclusive Discord. Huh? You like a Discord? If you want to continue conversations further, do it, man. We have got a great, great, great Discord, a great group of people, a great conversation happening, and we would love for you to be a part of it. So please, for as low as $5 a month, go ahead and sign up at patreon.com slash this and get some physical perks, but those sweet, sweet digital perks as well, aka the perks of people, man. Community in your life. The perks so. of people. Yes. The perks of people. Well... I feel great. Hannah, thanks so much for being here. I love you with my heart. I love you. It's so wonderful to see your face and I miss you so much. And I know I shall see you in real life soon. (laughs) I hope, I I surely hope so. We love you, earbuds. We will see you next week with another new episode of Analyze This. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.